Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos. And our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. No, no, that's not about this last night. And he said happiness is egg-shaped. Right, um, happiness is an egg-shaped circle. Happiness is egg-shaped and loves a circle with no end. Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is podcast with me, your host Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Is Egg Shaped. And today we've got a World Cup special. And who would you want to speak to but a try scorer from the World Cup? I've known about this player for a long time. I'll never forget Rona Lloyd coming back to school talking about this player. She'd been to see her that weekend and just described her as mental. She's mental, but she is, and she's class, and she's been playing for a while. She's one of the most experienced players in the Scotland squad. She's just arrived back from New Zealand after the World Cup, and I'm absolutely delighted that she's going to give me some of her time. We've just had quite a long chat off record, uh, which I loved. She's full of life, full of enthusiasm. What a player. Loves to score tries. Uh, they probably are now from her own half. I think, probably by now, because uh, she scored them a wee while ago. So I'm looking forward to hearing all about the New Zealand experience. She's from the borders, God's country, uh, just a bit further down the road from me. And I'm really looking forward to chatting to her. So let's waste no further time and bring in the one and the only Lana Skeldon. Hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Good to see you. Likewise, likewise. How's the jet lag? Horrendous. <laughs> 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 that journey back was oh 46 hours of travel is no a bit of me i'll tell you that right now i was Woo. watching it on social media and it was <laughs> it was it was funny to watch but I, I felt your pain i i woke up like my body clock is all over the shop now but the, i woke up this morning at half one and i was like is it lunchtime <laughs> i'm like i'm really confused 
I don't care what's going on half the time, but no, it was pretty rough journey back, but we made it eventually. <laughs> and you eventually made it back. You're back home in God's country. How does it feel to be home now that you've had a, a bit of time to think about it? Um, obviously, like, absolutely gutted we couldn't get to the quarterfinals and, and progress further, but ultimately just unbelievably proud of the group. Uh, we went out there and we made a statement about how we want to play the game and the performances we put out there are, don't get me wrong, they're no perfect, but like we are actually proud of how we played. Uh, we fought really hard and um, yeah, just really proud of the squad and and really honoured to represent Scotland in such a, a huge event. Um, it's been a, a dream of mine since I was just a wee lassie, so uh, ultimately just a lot of mixed emotions, but the overriding one is just pride at the minute. Just so proud to be part of the whole experience. We Lana, I know you're saying that you've dreamt about it since then, but there's no way you could have predicted it was going to be such a big thing by the time you arrived at TV coverage. People waking up in the middle of the night to watch you play, you know, social media being a thing and, and going nuts, uh, being welcomed the way you were in New Zealand. Can you can you appreciate it yet or do you think it's going to take a wee bit of time? I think, like, for me, I never, ever thought I'd play for Scotland, never mind get to a World Cup. <laughs> I honestly can't believe my first World Cup was in New Zealand, like you say. An incredible experience and one that, you're right, it'll take a wee, a wee while to sink in everything. I, I, when I was out there, I wrote a journal, so I'm a wee bit forgetful at times, so I thought, better make sure right you've been doing so. I've got my disposable cameras, a way to get um, the film printed, and I've got my journal there, so I'll have all the memories in the bank, but I think in terms of the emotions and, and all the experiences that are really going to kick in in the next few weeks, and like I just smile every time I talk about it at the minute, even though I'm absolutely burst, I'm still smiling a bit when I talk about it, and even like you said, the games didn't go our way, but I kind of just stop smiling, and I'm not a smiler really, apparently, so everyone keeps telling us, but I am, I am very, very happy, and like I said, honoured to have been able to represent Scotland at the World Cup. I know a lot of the group, um, some I know better than others, and I was really privileged to be with most of you just before you got on the plane uh, when you were all at Murrayfield gathered for your farewell with the families. A lot of you have been through a lot together. I mean, you've played for Scotland, but you've played in clubs, you've travelled, you've trained, you've, you know, you've had to do things in your own time. How close are the group? Oh, it's like, like like you said, I've been around a while, eh? Uh, <laughs> but um, in all the time I've played, this is the, the tightest the team's been and everyone gets on with everyone, which is incredible. It's amazing that 33 women went on a month-long trip and, to be honest, there wasn't really any argument to that. It was really quite smooth. Um, but now, like I say, like it's the tightest I've seen this group and um, I it makes it so much more enjoyable. And you dive in and worry, but you're just... You're just doing the sport that you love, enjoying it with the people that you love and the people you care about. So it makes it so much more enjoyable. And like I said before, I'm just honoured to be part of it. Right. Okay. I'm I'm not having that. I'm not having that 33, you went away and there was no arguments because that ukulele drives some of you around the bend. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the tunes on the bus, that's probably where the most arguments happen because... Sometimes if the person that's on the speaker doesn't get the vibe right, well, everyone just, you know, there's some folk in that bus, they'll just no hold back. Um, but 
I just sit there and take it in. I'm like a sponge. I just sit there and take it all in. Like, I don't really say much, but it's funny to sit back and watch it. But nah, no real major arguments. Like, a few wee bits here and there, but nothing, nothing crazy. It's all good. And in that group, you had to leave a couple of players behind because injury, mostly. Um, and before we hit record, you were talking about how those 33 all contributed to, to what was going on because not everybody got on the field. And that that can be tough. How much work do you put into that sense of team and that everybody's pointing towards the same thing? Or does it just happen because you spend so much time together? I think for me, as one of the old ladies of the team, I was going to say experience, but that's not even true anymore. I am actually getting quite old. Uh, I think for me, it's really important that I take these youngsters under my wing. Um, I spent a lot of time with... Uh, Evie Gallagher and Anne Young over the last few years and obviously Evie's managed to break her way into the team unfortunately she was injured and didn't make the World Cup which was absolutely devastated for her but before that like these players sit as 24th 25th man and stuff like that and I think it's really important that you remind them of just how far they're coming because like they may forget that um, because they're not playing and that's why they're there they want to play obviously but I think the culture of our team is very accepting and very open so despite the fact that there's players that went there and didn't play they may have went back to their room and been very upset about it which is totally normal but they never showed it on the pitch in training and and that's what is so special about this group is we're all there for each other and we're all chasing the same goals um so it's just acknowledging what your role is in that at that point um but i think the senior players in particular do try their best to to help these youngsters out and help them with the process of all because it is difficult i've been there before and it's not a nice place to be but i just keep reminding them that it's all process and just be patient and you'll get your shot and when you get your shot take it and that's what i said to evg and she didn't have to do that during the six nations she was unreal so really excited to see her get back in the six nations hopefully and but yeah like i think for me it's just taking them under your wing and giving them a bit of help because that's one of the things that if I look back in my career, a few players have done that for me, and I think without them there, I might have you know, gotten to where I've got to now. Yeah, no, I love that. EVG was class, and that's probably quite promising for the Six Nations that there's still a couple of players at least to come in and some youngsters that maybe are just waiting to, to burst on the scene. So you, you mentioned people did that to you. Who are your mentors? Who is it that looks after you? Uh, anyone that's brave enough. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I've got like a, a, a wee group of people that look after me. Uh, some people that have played men and women. It's not just females that I've got. A um, couple of pretty predominant figures for me is uh, Mark Robertson, Robo, that works. At, he's at Edinburgh now, but SNC-wise, he's a guy that I can go to um, anytime. And for me, he's a big reason as to why I'm getting where I'm getting. Even though it doesn't work with me anymore, it doesn't mean to say he's, he's he's always there. Like he's he never goes anywhere. Um, as well as Ross Miller, uh, obviously he's a forwards coach at the minute. But even when he wasn't part of our coaching team, he was always there to to help me get better. And I think as well, it's important to say that in terms of looking out for me, it's not just the rugby side of it. Um, I've got a couple of really really good friends who have pulled me out of some pretty dark places, even though like they're like, why do you even say that about yourself? I don't know, just how I feel in this moment. And then they're just there. Um, so yeah, 
Gillian Thompson. It's funny calling her Gillian, actually. Her name's her nickname's Tomo, um, but she's a legend. Uh, uh, she has been there for me since I started at Melrose. Uh, Nicola Halfpenny, Halfers, <laughs> another one. Um, but yeah, just that group that I played with at Melrose. Like they're they're not necessarily mentors in terms of the rugby side, but in terms of what I need to be able to do, what I do there, kind of there and. Uh, yeah, like another the main one for rugby in terms of female side, Donna Kennedy. She's someone that took me under her wing, and when I was at the World Cup, messaged me before every game, and just she, her phone's always on, and I can phone her anytime. Uh, so yeah, they're the sort of people that I mainly kind of lean on when I'm struggling or if I need a little bit of confidence booster. Because even though I might look like I'm really confident on the pitch, that pitch I'm actually quite a shy, quite a I've not got much self-confidence, but I am, um, yeah, I get there with those people by my side, so it's all good. Yeah, Donna was on here a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about you and how she's she's a mentor towards you, and she loves that, and I think she's she's going to play a bigger role, not just with you moving forward. So you, one of the other bits I love about this group, and because I've been able to get reasonably close a couple of times, the the family support and the friends support is massive and it's like a it's almost like a supporters group that move they they follow you to away games they're at all the home games all the parents seem to know each other how important is that group because they're the ones that have been probably the most consistent across this journey yeah of course like obviously we were in New Zealand there and I didn't have anyone travel um which was like my choice that's totally fine um but the parents that were there, uh, they were just there for everybody. They weren't just there for their own, do you know what I mean? Um, so for me, like you say, home and away games, obviously I've got my own parents and my own friends that are there when they can be. Um, but ultimately, I know that when I walk off the pitch, there's going to be someone that's going to stick their arm around me. I've, I never worry about that because there's always someone there. Um, but yeah, it's it's really important to us because we want to make them proud. So if they all weren't there cheering us on, we'd be lost so for me it's uh no it's a massive part of our team and like you say they all kind of just follow each other around and it's it's really sweet that they all get on and uh i think they have a great time if i'm honest uh, they, they really do <laughs> yeah i think that that's all i ever hear is how much of a great time they're having so as long as they're having a good time you know yeah uh, the, res- the results matter less to them than it does to you they're they're there for a good time I they really do enjoy themselves you know just hear some of the stories really um but no it's good like that's why we do it as well like to make other people happy as well so if they're enjoying themselves then we're doing our job right no 100% so in New Zealand you you get on the flight none of you really had a clue what was coming I mean it, it's a World Cup in New Zealand televised you know social media is just going nuts uh players and teams generating content but other people generating content you know personalities floating around rugby stars past and present there did it just feel like a a big festival it was just a to be honest when I first got there I honestly thought I was still dreaming I was like this is insane like just the whole thing um but no like it it was like everyone was just having the best time. I remember we went to a hotel to do our like headshots for World Rugby, and the ukulele was there again. Um, <laughs> we're, in, <laughs> we're in the reception, and there's just these randoms sitting there that had just checked out of the hotel, and we just started singing. 
and then they we finished like I think we did like walk home into like Caledonia and that and they just started cheering and clapping absolutely no idea who they were then this woman just gets a notepad and is like oh can you all just sign my notepad and I was like this is just crazy um but yeah like it was just so much fun and like the opening ceremony and stuff was just I just kind of quite begin to believe that I was so lucky to be to get to go to that sort of thing like like you say it was like a giant festival of just fun and like yeah obviously there was highs and lows but like the, the overwhelming feeling was of enjoyment and and happiness and and just love to be around the people that I love like it was just it was just awesome to share that experience with them did you get much chat with opposition teams I saw a picture I think it was Sarah Bonner I think was swapping someone with one of the Japanese players did you get much chance to mix with the opposition so uh the first hotel we were in we were by ourselves the second one we had japan and italy for a week and then it was japan and france um but the first week we did a sing song with japan and italy which was unreal (laughs) no clue what they were singing but it was great (laughs) um and then we had the bagpipes with us so we started singing and then Fraz came in the corner with the bagpipes while the Japanese and the Italians went crazy. They were loving it. <laughs> so we did that, which was cool. And then the second week, we did like a bit of a kit swap. So the Japanese were there, the French were there, and we kind of just mingled and then traded some kit, which was really nice. Um, but to be honest, after that, we never really seen anyone because we were up in Tutukaka, but we were by ourselves up there. So we never seen anyone after that, which was fine. Like, I really enjoyed it up there. But the the bit in the middle was really special. Like... I've got a lot of respect for the French hooker. Uh, so it was really cool. We swapped shorts, which was like, I was like, well, this is crazy. Um, and then we got a picture together and stuff. And it was just, you know what? Like, those are the memories that I'll hold for a very long time. Um, and she's really cool. Like, she's a cool person, but she's a bloody good rugby player. Like, she is unreal. So um, that was awesome for me. I was buzzing about that, to be honest. Um and then, yeah, like, after the games and that was a bit, it was a bit rushed, like, because there were so many games after us and whatever, like, we never really got a chance to mingle, but I think we were lucky in that sort of middle bit where we had Italy and France and Japan, like, that was really nice. Um, but all the teams were lovely, to be honest, I don't really have any complaints. I'm quite an easygoing person, I, I get on with pretty much anyone. <laughs> One of my favourite bits of the World Cup, watching from here, was when you and Tomo met Daggy with the white balls with the white ball I mean <laughs> like talking about things that you could never have seen coming like Louise has been on the podcast had a brilliant chat to her actually that week that I spoke to Louise this podcast was number one in Japan uh, because I think everyone in Japan was listening to Daggy when uh, we can't subtitle it either so I don't know how that went down but to, to have a, three girls that went to Hoyk High School, now professional women in the game of rugby, like that's that's mind blowing stuff. I know it's crazy, and I've known Daggy a very long time. So she used to play at Hoyk when my mum played, and I was on the sidelines <laughs> in the pram. So She'll hate first... you saying that. She will hate you saying that. <laughs> I know, but it's it's crazy, isn't it? And then obviously I first met Lisa when Lisa was playing at primary school. And it's just like the whole thing just blows my brain. Like, it's just so cool. And like, when obviously when we, I said to Daggy, I was like, we need to get a picture of the three Hoyk folk. Like, it's it's unreal. Like, it's three different sort of like 
no generation you could say maybe generations of like rugby like it's unreal so i got that which i just thought was really cool uh, and gary heatley had it front page of the white paper i think didn't i he? seen that i was like oh <laughs> there we are um but no like it was cool like i'm really happy for daggy that she's like obviously pursuing her coaching um career and I think Japan had a pretty tough tournament, but I still think she made some pretty cool memories with the, with the team, from what I've seen anyway. Yeah, she's she's doing great things, and hopefully she'll be back here at some point. Hello, my name is Bruce Aitchison from Happiness is Egg-Shaped, and I am here to tell you where you can get your Happiness is Egg-Shaped merchandise. Go to www.halbro.com and search for Happiness is Egg-Shaped in the stores. We've got it all. Umbrellas, snoots, hats towels for when you eventually get to go on holiday to the beach or by the pool we've got hoodies we've got t-shirts we've got all sorts going on there check it out get your happiness is egg shaped merchandise you can get it all colored up for your favorite team or for your country get involved because you know i know everybody knows happiness is egg shaped um Right, you're playing in these games. How cool is it to... I mean, you score tries before, but how cool is it to score tries in the World Cup? Like, I hadn't even thought about it before I played. I was like, might happen. Might know. I don't really score that often, but I was like, if the driving ball works, then maybe I'll be in my shout. <laughs> um, but no, like, it was it was weird, because like, when I scored against Wales... Like, I just went mental. And I was like, right, can you calm down? Because you've still got a bit to go here. Um, but, like, when I think about it and I think back, like, that is, like, a pretty unique thing. And, um, like, obviously, I'm just at the back steering. Like, I'm the one. It's the people in front of me that are doing all the hard work. But, like, I just finish it off. Um, but, like, it was, like, just an extra bit to, like, the World Cup experience was just scoring a few tries. And, like, it, it just gives you a bit of a buzz, doesn't it, really? Well, I don't know because I've never scored a try in a World Cup, but I'm well, pretty sure. <laughs> I need to stop celebrating so hard. I can't help it. I just get far too excited. But it, it means so much to you, doesn't it? I mean, you, you've said, you've used the word already that you love the game and you're with players, people that you love. And when you when it matters so much, then that release of emotion is, it, it's one of the things that we like to see. I, I always say to myself, right, you're going to celebrate in this way. Because, like, I want to do something that's cool or something that's sentimental. <laughs> and then I end up just screaming. And I'm like, okay, that's not how that was going to go. Yeah, best, <laughs> be, best laid plans. Yeah, I've got all these great ideas. Uh, there there must have been a few players a bit upset that you scored more tries than them. Was that? Did you wind MD up about that? No, I never. But I can. I should start doing that, actually. Yeah. I should start winding up. Get it, like, Rona or somebody, like... Because yeah. Rona's a try scoring machine and all, but like, well, no, she's not. Lana Skeldon's a try scoring machine. <laughs> I know, I know. Nah, well, I maybe wind it up when I see her next. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put it on your uh, on your bio on Twitter. Two two World Cup tries, or two or two more than Rona Lloyd. <laughs> two more than Rona. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, class. You, you're playing in in those games. I mean, on pitches you've never been to before you've you've never been to New Zealand before playing in front of a crowd that's not really yours what was that feeling like 
Well, I'll no lie to you, when I got to the pitch the first time, it was really windy and I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm really not going to like this. But actually, when I got onto the pitch, like the quality of the pitches and that were unreal. And like the stadium was so cool. Um, the fans, like, I wouldn't have known they weren't the Scottish. They were just so noisy all the time. And like, I was trying to like, we got a scrum penalty against Wales and I was like trying to get the crowd going like, and they were going crazy in that bottom corner. And I was like, I don't even know if you're Scottish, but it's great. I'm loving it. <laughs> Um, but no, the crowd was the crowd were unreal, um, and like like I said, like all the facilities and that, like it's just amazing and how much work they they definitely put a lot of work into it and like the quality of the pitch. Like we played on the on grass and I was like, oh, this could be like running in sand for me. I'm used to the three G, but it was actually fine. Like the quality of the pitch was great, so I was like, oh, this is actually okay. I'm gonna survive. It's fine. Did it did it give you an idea of what it can be? Because I mean some of the facilities you've played in or or been at for training and you know the, the exposure you've had has has been minimal compared to what you've just experienced is that now the bar set i i think moving forward like this is obviously like you say like that's the bar set um like the six nations is a fantastic tournament um and i think it's only gotten better year on year and i'm hopeful that the crowds at the games and stuff will just start to increase across the board, not just for the England games, for the rest. Uh, just keep increasing and then hopefully a bit more investment in and then we can really start to get the ball rolling. But like you say, it's a, it's an, ex, an experience that I've, I've never had anything close to like that before because it was just insane, like just at a totally different level, like unbelievable. And I mean, you you've played Wales before. You, you played Wales this year, uh, but to go and get to play against Australia, and New Zealand, testing yourself against players that you've not got a lot of experience about. I know some of the Aussies play in in the in England, but how how amazing was that to challenge yourself in a different environment? I think for me, like it, it made me realise things about myself that I didn't know. Like in terms of rugby, anyway. Um, because you always think of Southern Hemisphere teams and you always think, oh, they're, they're going to be so much better than me. Like, they're just, you know what rugby's like over there. It's unreal. Uh, but to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised that I held my own against both of them, I felt like. And I was a bit surprised by it, but, like, it taught me that I need to have more belief in myself because if I can compete with the, two of the best packs in the world, like... I'm doing sound right. So. Right here, right. Let me let me butt in there because a couple of the girls spoke to me before we went away. Rona definitely was spoke to me a couple of times about it. Part of the the reason for you going away was to inspire, to help the new generation, uh, to have younger kids, boys and girls, looking at you, going, "Look at what's possible." How much then did you learn that actually? Although we're a wee country, we can compete and fight and battle with the best of them because it sounds like you learnt that. How do you then come back and help others understand that? I think for me, like the performances we put out there showed people back home that we can do it. So for me now, it's just about, like you said, just spreading that word and just saying, like, do you know what? Playing for Scotland at rugby isn't just about getting to the Six Nations now. Like it's bigger than that. And it's not just about, getting contracts and stuff like that. You can travel the world with this sport and you can create like these friends that are like family. But like you're saying, we can compete with the best in the world. Um, 
north northern and southern hemisphere and i think for me inspiring the next generation like you say it's not just about getting them to play it's about getting them to realize if they play this sport this is where you can get to and i think like the performances we put out there's a starting point um but yeah it's, for me it's just spreading that around like the local clubs or like going to girls events and like being like oh this is like when they ask you questions actually this is what i've done and you can do that too do you know what I mean? So, like, that's obviously the next part of it is inspiring the next generation, but also allowing them to realise where they can get to. Because I did not know this would ever happen. Like, genuinely, I had no idea. So, like, for me, hopefully, what we're doing now can allow them to see that. Have you got a desire to be a coach? Um, I do, but my issue is I've got all this knowledge in my brain, and see, so trying to say it, and like teach people it i think i could do it but i'm just like a bit like well like i just get a bit nervous but i think like my aspirations um i was talking to brian on the plane because i was sitting next to him on the way back and i said to him i was like i really would love to become like a specialist throwing coach like or a scrum coach or a forwards coach to begin with um and then move move my way up hopefully uh to like a sort of maybe a defense coach because i love defense um or like a head coach but for me, it's like, what can I do now to help, like, the next generation? So for me, it would be, like, going along to, like, under-18s or pathway stuff or, like, I've been down to, like, a few of the Scottish clubs and just making people aware that I'm there because, like, I don't want them to think that, oh, the Scotland team, like, you can't approach them because you can. Like, we're here. That's why we're here. Um, but, yeah, definitely want to go into coaching, but I just need to find a bit of confidence to do it because I, I know what I need to do and I, I think I've got the knowledge and the skills to do it I just need to actually do it do you know what I mean you're bloody frustrating you know that I know I do everyone's absolutely <laughs> hidden I did tell you that because <laughs> you you know it you're so self-aware that you've not got the confidence but you're saying I need to get the confidence and everybody around you absolutely believes in you we need to work out how we how we get that in your head and in your heart and, and it'll happen and we experience it'll happen there's there's not many women in this country have played against New Zealand at rugby in New Zealand now you came off the back of two really narrow defeats and I know how gutted everybody was with the results but as you've said the performances were were almost there how the hell do you get yourself up for that third game well, to be honest with you, halfway through the week, I was like, oh, God. It's like, I was like trying to run a bit of training and I was like, I'm just burst. <laughs> but as the week goes on, you suddenly realise, like, do you know what? This potentially could be a once in a lifetime opportunity to play the Black Fern. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In New Zealand. So I was like, we just need to go out there and throw the kitchen sink at them and see what happens. And you know what? Like, we all just pulled ourselves up together. Like, like some of us were, like, really knackered by that third game. But you know what? Like, the belief and the pride in the team is what gets us out there every time. And the support back home, like, the messages that I was getting from a range of people, like, people that I'm really close to, but also people that I've not spoke to in years, that's what gets us back on the pitch. And that's why we want to do well, is the support back home. Um, and we want to make everyone proud. That's why we're doing it. And like like we were saying, like inspiring the next generation. If we didn't turn up to that game against the Black Ferns and give it our absolute best, then what's the point, really? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the result wasn't what we wanted, but we showed a lot of passion, especially in the second half. Like we really did turn it turn it up, and we showed we can compete. Like we just need to get better at starting at the start of the game instead of second half. But that's right. Like it happens. Um, but yeah, like I think for me, like just the constant belief and the constant support is what gets us through those tough times because it was tough off the back of those first two games. Um, but yeah, just the level of support has been incredible. The the rugby, you know, the analysts and, and Burnley will be looking at the tapes and, you know, they'll hear some ways for us to improve and hear some tactical things to improve. And we've come together as a group. So there's a whole lot of things that hopefully make you a stronger team. But the intensity of a World Cup in New Zealand with the spotlight well and truly on you, how much is that going to benefit when you go into Six Nations? I think for me, like I said, we I learned a lot about myself in this term, but us as a team, we learned a lot about our resilience and our like pride and our passion for the game. Um, this, Like I said, the Six Nations is a, a big tournament, but playing on the world stage, like it made us realise just how good we are. Like, I think us as a, a team, like, we do believe in each other, but sometimes don't believe in ourselves, like, as an individual. Like, I believe in every single member of my team. But like I've said to you, I struggle with confidence in myself. So it's like, now we can start to believe in ourselves individually and as a team, and then that's when the performances will come together and hopefully get the results we're looking for. But I think it's really helped us. It's obviously got, brought us closest to, closer together, but I think in terms of the belief side of it, I think we've turned a new over a new leaf there like we really are feeling yes we're having a bit of time off just now but we are ready for whatever's coming next like we're ready for it and I'm really excited to see what happens because I think we've got a lot of hunger in our bellies now yeah I think we all are how does it feel then before the game when you're standing facing the Black Ferns did you talk about how to face did you talk about what was in your head did you talk about the first kickoff how do you prepare for that so obviously we spoke about how to face the Haka first um, and we decided we wanted to stay as united as possible, obviously. And uh, yeah, we just went pretty simple and just we wanted to rile ourselves up and use the energy that they had um, to get ourselves going. And I think we just, like I said, we just spoke about just giving it everything we've got, throwing the absolute kitchen sink at them and seeing what happens. Like the first 40 minutes was a real roller coaster, but having watched it back, the way it felt on the pitch is not how it looked. So on the pitch, I was like, we are sinking and we are going down badly. But actually, when I watched it back, it was it was okay. Like, it was just a few mistakes here and there. And they just obviously utilised that. They're a fantastic team. And 
give them a chance to offload the ball, they're going to offload it. But actually wasn't as terrible as I thought. So for me, like we were trying from minute one, but when we came out in the second half, like we believed we could turn it around. And yeah, like obviously, like I said, the result didn't go our way, but the second half, there were some great bits of rugby in there. So I think for me, like just that belief is really coming together. And I think that's like what our goal is going forward is to keep believing and keep building confidence because that's the only way we're going to keep getting better is progressing like that. When you're saying you learn about yourself in your position, there are obvious moments where all the focus is on you. So you've got that line out five metres from your line or their line, no matter what. You, you've got to get that individual bit right, but you're also part of that little unit as well to make sure that you win the ball. Is that just going to the rehearsal? The Do you have a little mechanism that you have to calm yourself down and get yourself to focus? Or are you just going with, I've repped this a thousand times, I know what I'm doing? So, like a few years ago, I used to get really stressed about the lineouts because I was like, oh, like you say, the camera's on me. It's scary. Like it is a wee bit. Like, But I think now I go into games and I'm probably the most chilled out person on the bus in the changing room. Don't really get nervous because I know I've done all I can do to be ready for that game. And I think when I know I've done everything I can do, I'm not nervous. When I'm like, say I'd had an injury or something and I've not trained all week, I'd get more nervous because I'm not feeling as ready. Um, but in terms of the line, I just get the ball in my hands as soon as I can, give it a couple of spins, get the call, get to the line, and I'm like, right, I'm putting that ball there. And I just do it. Like, I don't really think, think if I thought too much, I'd get stressed. So I just, tiny little things, ball in my hands nice and early, get to the line, put the ball where it's meant to be. Emma Wassel will get there or Sarah Bonner or whoever's jumping, they'll get there. And I just have to believe they'll get there because doesn't always got a plan like that's just rugby but if I don't put the ball where it's meant to be and if I put it a little bit flatter or a little bit too high or whatever which does happen sometimes um then it's not going to work do you know what I mean so like I just I do have a process obviously I do have a technique but in the moment I'm very much like hands on the ball nice and early get the call get to the line put it in let's go are you a line out geek no as bad as Emma Wassel <laughs> um but I think yeah, like set piece, like I do do a lot of like work on it because I need to know everything. Um, especially defensively off a line. Obviously I'm at the back, so I need to make sure I know if they're gonna come back inside or anything like that. Like I need to know all these things. So yeah, I do do a lot of work on my analysis of the other team and I do a lot of analysis on myself as well. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so when things don't go how I want them to go, like I'm pretty hard on myself, but I only want to be the best I can be, so that's why I do it. Love it. Let's rewind the tape pretty far back. You're at school, uh, you're playing different sports, you're obviously getting your qualifications. What what did 15-year-old Lana want to do? Get out of school because she absolutely hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when I was about 15, I kind of started to realise there was maybe a little pathway through rugby, not necessarily as a job, but I could see the pathway to playing for Scotland. So for me, that was something that I aspired to do. Um, so in terms of rugby, that's that. But in terms of like, like a job, I was, I didn't really know. Like I'd love to have been involved in sport in some way. Um, but obviously I also like cooking and baking. So I was kind of torn between like a chef or a PE teacher was kind of where I was at. Um, but I'd say nowadays I'm, 
I'm like open to anything really. Like, I don't really have a plan. I'm just kind of winging it. It's, it's not really great, but it's fine. I'm like, I've got things that I'm good at, and I know I can do it. Don't know what's going to happen when I finish playing rugby, but that's all right. It's fine. I'll deal with that when it happens. <laughs> 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 I love it. Uh, there's there's lots of the lots of the squad have got different skills, um, and they've sort of thrown their their lot into to rugby. How much do you, do you talk about that? Does anybody like you're saying you've not got a plan? Are there others that you look at and go, wow, they've they've got life sorted. They they know exactly where they're going and what they're up to. Yeah, I think like the people that have had like a career before they got given contracts so like just for example like Waz she's an accountant like Sarah Law's got a pretty cool job don't know what she does but it's pretty cool trying to do a maths um who else is there like obviously Hannah Smith's a vet like they guys have got it they've got Santa go back to almost whereas for me like I worked in the mill like in, in Hoyk in the factory like it was fine did the job I've never really had a job where I'd be like this is the career I want to be in other than rugby so for me it's about like just enjoying this whilst I can because I can't do this when I'm older so I may as well just throw everything into it and enjoy it whilst I can and then whatever's next is, is meant to be I'm a firm believer in what's meant for you and will go past you so we'll see what happens <laughs> I love it now you're in you're in Hoyk uh what's what's it been like what's the support been like from home uh for your well not just for what's just happened but that rugby career oh it's it's been incredible um I, I wouldn't have made it to where I am now without family and friends support if I'm honest like like I said to you earlier um, I've got some really good friends who I'm very fortunate to have them um, they've been there through the, the, the good bits but they've also been there through the, the challenges that I've play, like had as a player and um, I think yeah I owe them a lot and hopefully I'm doing them proud by doing what I'm doing and hopefully this is giving back a little bit of what they gave me um, in the early days so yeah I think without that support like it, I don't really think it's possible because you're on a constant roller coaster and if there's someone that doesn't want to jump on that roller coaster with you I tell you it, it would be absolutely horrendous so for me it's like without the support of family and friends I, I wouldn't be where I am today and I continue I've got them there just now and I, I couldn't keep doing what I'm doing without them. And your pictures are up at Mansfield now is that right? They are. They picked an absolute belter of me, mind. But <laughs> um, no, it's cool. Like uh, again, that's a big step forward having all the women's internationals in there. Like it's unreal. Um, and it's really, it's a really nice little thing they've put up there. So no, that's cool. Um, really appreciate the support from from the rugby club as well. So you're walking along the high street in Hoyk, or you've maybe not had the chance since you got back, but. Before you went away, were people stopping you and wishing you well and asking how things are going and what's going to happen? I well, before I went, um, I seen a few people and they were like, "Oh, like good luck," like, but I didn't quite realised how big it was. And then I was actually in Aldi yesterday getting some food in my diluting juice, um, and uh, I, I got stopped in the, the guy, one of my one of the people that I know for like, but like, I'm not close, but like, I I knew of him, should I say? He was like oh, I got up and watched all your games. And I was like, really? He was a guy when you scored that try and nearly knocked the light bulb out the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? You're so invested. I love it. But no, like, it is cool. Like, the amount of people that I've had, like like I say, messaging me that I've not spoke to them in years or I've never really spoke to them before, but 
it's it's just cool. Like I just never really thought that people would care that much, but they do, and it's awesome. For the last six years, Fill Your Boots has been making rugby happen at the grassroots level. Please get involved and go to www.fybrugby.com to register your club or to register as a player and join the online community to make sure that games continue to happen in the future. Join in clubs with players and players with clubs to make sure that we can keep the club game as strong as possible. Fill Your Boots. Bringing rugby together. Who did you pretend to be when you were we when you were running about playing rugby? Who did you pretend to be? That's a good question. Half the time I think about what I'm doing. Let me him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I used to always want to be like um, Brian O'Driscoll. If I'm honest. I was never ever gonna be a centre, but I like to think I was gonna be. Ah, <laughs> uh, you put yourself in. So. How that that lead the reason I ask that is because it leads me to this next question. How cool is it to think that there's there's somebody somewhere running about pretending to be you? It's just mental. Like it's so cool. Like I say, like it's just that I'm in a very privileged position, and I'm just honoured to be able to inspire someone like me when I was wee. Hopefully that they can get to where I am. Um, and it's funny you say that because Ellis Martin, bless her, she always says to me like you're my doll and I'm like no I'm no and she's like no you are I'm like you can't say that to me that's no cool <laughs> that is cool though that and she's no, genuine is. Ellis is genuine about that I know that's the thing like I just laugh but I'm like I think it's because I'm just like a bit like overwhelmed by it like I just didn't really expect it in but no she's she's class uh we Ellis is going to be a star for the future for sure so hopefully I can help her a bit on that journey whilst I'm still playing and while she's involved in the squad hopefully I can help her out and get her to where she wants to get to and see there's there's part of, like rona got in touch with me before we went away and said how how do we get in touch with the younger generation and i said well rona one of the things you got to remember is that younger kids are not supposed to have social media so the stuff you're doing on tiktok they're not really supposed to see but there i think you're maybe getting an idea there's the purposeful things you're doing going to events and saying here's who i am and doing q a but just by being you, you're inspiring others. That's that's a really amazing position to be in. I can. I'd, and, you know, like, a lot of the time, like, I'll be honest, I'm not really thinking about, oh, I want to I wanna inspire this specific individual. All I try and do is go out there and be the best version of myself that I can be because ultimately that's what's going to inspire them. Um, and then when you go to these local clubs and you go to – I went up to Highland Rugby Club for a rugby force day a, a few years ago and – it was just unreal. Like they were just so excited, and I was like, "Do you even know who I am?" And they're like, "I," and I was like, "All right, cool." But like, I didn't know that. I didn't intentionally do it. I just been being myself for as long as I can remember. So I'll just keep doing that, and hopefully, that's like what people want to be like. You, you didn't really have. I don't know how you prepare for a World Cup, but you had a tour to South Africa. So one of the things you said listen folks here's here's what you can do you can travel the world with this game south africa is a whole different thing isn't it what what was it like going and experiencing that country for rugby well that was my first big trip like out with the six nations and i was just like i didn't realize how big like even like in south africa women's rugby is huge like 
and it's just so cool like I like I had never been on a long haul flight or anything like that I did like flying so it didn't go well but it's all right um but I was just like we're on this flight and this wee air hostess comes around with these meals and I'm like oh we're getting food and everyone's like you really need to get your hike like you really do <laughs> and I was like this is amazing and I even remember we're there like just like the whole like we've seen um tabletop mountain we were meant to go up it but it was too windy so we could but even just seeing it in real life I was like whoa I've only seen that in pictures and then like the rugby like the South Africans are so cool. Like they'd sing and dance to everything. And even though like we won both games, like they were so nice. Um and like I even at their local like we played at a local rugby club when we were there. And no, it was just so cool. Like unbelievable. Like I said to you, like the sport is just growing and growing. And that was obviously like three I uh, three years ago. And even since then till now, like it's just incredible. It just makes me speechless because I just kinda quite believe I'm part of it. So cool. I hate to have a bit of come down here, but you've just had that unbelievable high. What's it going to be like going back into club rugby where there's not that same hype, there's not that same promotion? Is that how do you deal with that mentally and emotionally? So, for the next two weeks, I'm not going to be available because I'm probably going to be crying. <laughs> but after that, <laughs> um, I'll uh, so for me, like. I just set myself goals throughout the year because that's how my brain works. But for me, it's like setting like a short-term goal, which will be performing well for the club and doing the best I can for them. But the slightly mid-term goal will be maybe Six Nations and getting myself in the best shape possible for that. And then the longer-term goal is looking at the next World Cup sort of thing. Um, but I think it's really important that as you progress and you come off these big highs and you hit the lows and you come back up, is just always having a focus and always having a place you want to get to because... You can get a bit lost at times, but for me, I always like to be focused on something. So at the minute, I'm like, okay, just let yourself feel what you got to feel. Like, it's okay. Like, if you want to cry, just cry. If you want to, like, lie in your bed all day, just do it. Because, like, the come down off of a Six Nations is bad enough, but the World Cup is a whole different level. Um, so, yeah, like, just going through this little down phase at the minute, if you want to call it that, and then I'll bounce back out of it by setting myself, like, like I say, some short-term goals and... I might not achieve them, but as long as I've got a focus to aim for and a motivation, then I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it will be very different going back to club. How you had a you had a couple of days which I thought was quite nice when after the New Zealand game, it wasn't just right pack your bags and and we're away. Was there a a wash up with put your hand up if you're still going to be here in three years' time, or was there any sort of chat about the build towards the next one? Um, not really, if I'm honest. I think uh, that'll be what sort of gets happening once everyone's back from their travels and that. Everyone was just obviously sad that we didn't make the quarterfinals, but excited to go on their little travels and, and see, well, a lot of them were just planning them at that point, which was, I was like, that would freak me out. I'd need to be well organised. I was like, nah. But yeah, like, they were just a way to collect their wee camper vans and that, and off they went. Um, obviously, I came back. I'm hoping to do something in the next couple of weeks just for myself, just to a little holiday or something, I don't know. But, like, yeah, I don't think there's much chat on that at the minute, but I think there will be moving forward. And I think we've now moved into a three-year project, ultimately. That's what's going to happen at the turn of year. Like, there won't be anything this side of the year. And then when it gets to January, that'll be when we start talking about Six Nations and the WXV competition and all that stuff that's going to start happening. And I think 
yeah, I think we'll then realise who will be about in three years' time. I think there will be a couple of retirals this year. I'm not sure who. I just think... Oh, you wind-up merchant. I just think, like... You can't drop that in. I just feel like, after a World Cup, like I feel like that's a lot of people's end goal. Like, it's not my end goal, because I still feel like I'm young enough to keep going, so I'll keep going. Um, And I don't feel like I've hit my peak yet. So, it's not mine, but I think... Some people might. I don't know. Okay, a little teaser, a little watch this space. I like it. I like it. Because I to actually me, don't know the... anything. By the way, I'm just saying. I actually have no idea. I'm just saying. I think it'd be very strange for us to go through all that, and some people might be like, "Okay, that's enough." The the, the WhatsApp group is going to be pinging it. Is it you? Who who's finished? Lana says somebody's finishing. Who is it? Finishing. <laughs> I never said anyone was finishing. I just say it'd be weird if someone did they? Because <laughs> I look at the squad and there's still still a lot of life left in it, and oh, of course, there was, there was players there that didn't play. Whose ambition will be? I've had a taste, but I've I've got to be playing in this the next time. So hopefully, it's going to ramp up the competition and create more depth in the squad. Oh, absolutely, will like definitely. I think even for me, I'm like I'm not finished yet. Like that World Cup was great, but I want at least another one. Hopefully, too. But I'll see how the legs go. But like. I think for me, like you said, that the people that didn't play, like they're going to be hungrier than ever to come back. And also the people that did play, we want to get those wins. That's why that's what we're chasing. And I think, yeah, even the people that did play will be the same, hungrier than ever. Do some of the players that are not in England yet, are they asking, what's it like? What do you think the chances are? You know, what team, you know, obviously the Sharks had a tough time. Um there's a couple of the clubs are still question marks over, and then there's some that are recruiting from overseas. Are, are there players desperate to go south and and try and get into a more sort of professional setup? I think I've explained to some of the youngsters like you're in charge of your goals. Essentially, you're in charge of how how much better you want to get and how quickly you want that to happen. Um, so I've been saying to them like, we all want to play rugby in Scotland. Of course we do. But right now, at the minute, we need to focus on the next World Cup. Now, SRU are putting in great things to boost the rugby back in Scotland, but that's not going to happen overnight. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Um, It's the same in Wales. They've got the same issue. Um, So for me, I think for the next year or two, I think people need to be pushing themselves. That's why I'm playing in England, because I want to get better. I want to be the best hooker in the world. Like That's what I'm trying to do. So I've had good chats with like some of the youngsters like your Ellis and your Anne and EVG obviously is down at Worcester now. So um, yeah, I think for me, like it's going to be pretty awesome to see them progress because I think there could be a bit of movement, maybe not this year, but definitely next year. And I think it's, uh, it's the way to go for them. Do you like playing against your mates? Um. I don't mind it. There's some I don't really like playing against because they're really good and it's really annoying. Um, like, I don't like throwing into a line out that Emma Wassel's in and she's not in my team because I end up just throwing it to her because I'm so used to her. It's a bit of an issue. Um, but yeah, like, that's, she's probably the one I, I love that girl to bits, but I don't like playing against her because we've got such a tight bond and it's really hard mentally for me to not let her get in my head because we're so connected if you know what I mean pretty sure she feels the same way um well she might not but I think she will um and also like 
playing against like Rona and Chloe and I'm like, oh, they really are fast, aren't they? <laughs> they really are really quite fast. And I'm like, oh, like I'm no fast at running. It's not my strength. Maybe over 10 metres, but that's about it. Um, but no, like it, it's nice to play against them, but it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could just be in your team all the time. How How is Chloe? You've been looking after her. How is she? She's been a wee trooper, so she has. She's uh, she's no complained once. She's really been a star. Um, to have surgery in a different country, um, and then come back and like she didn't play the last game. She was devastated about that, which is totally normal. But like she dealt with it so well, and like I know she'll bounce back for this injury. Um, and I'll absolutely smash the rehab. But yeah, she's been great, and I think the way she's dealt with everyone's been. Been unreal. I didn't expect any less. Like she's she's a tough cookie, and yeah, she's she's gonna come back stronger out of this. I think. I don't think she maybe realizes it quite yet, but she'll have me there to help her anyway. So, Amazing. Just, there's, uh, no, there's not really any cliques in this squad, but do the borders girls sometimes just have to have a wee moment together every now and then? <laughs> um, it, like you say, like to be honest, obviously I'm really close to. Lisa and Chloe but I am really close to other girls in the team as well like it's me and Chloe quite often hang out a lot together but it's just because it's just feels like home do you know what I mean like I'd have to think whereas sometimes like when you're in with other people like it's a bit more challenging like not in a bad way or anything like that you just socialising is tiring Tomo's hard work eh Tomo's (laughs) he's high maintenance no she's no she's fine um we're all the same to be honest the three of us we're all exactly the same like um but no like it is really nice to have those two there though because obviously that is a bit of home and uh they're always there for whatever i need which is cool class lana i've absolutely loved speaking to you it's been so good now i didn't tell you this was going to happen so i'm springing this one on you but at the end of these pods i ask people to finish the sentence so you can say whatever you like so for you lana happiness is rugby rugby Pure and pure and simple rugby. So what what happens now? Do you watch the rest of the tournament? Aye, I will. It's you tough because I want to be there, but like I have a few friends that are left in the team, so I'll be supporting them individually from afar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I will watch. It, obviously, I watch any rugby that's going. I had two games on last night. I had one on my iPad and one on the telly. So, um, yeah, I watch any rugby that's going, but. I think it's going to be tough watching the end of the tournament, but I will watch it. Uh, give me a give me a prediction. Who's going to win? Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> no, no, not who do you want to win? Who do you think's going to win? New Zealand. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, no, I think it'll be tight. Like I really do. I think the 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 last four teams it really could be any of them. If I'm honest, England are an exceptional outfit. There's no denying it, but. The England-France game was tight and New Zealand play a very different brand of rugby um, and also Canada are going well in the background. So you just never know, eh? Um, like I say, I've got like friends and most of the teams that are left, so I'll just be supporting individuals and I just support good rugby. So as long as it's good rugby, I'm happy. Too much media training for me, Lana. Too much media training. <laughs> I've got good words, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right enjoy yourself uh rest relax i hope you get a decent holiday and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing you at some point soon thanks for having me it's been class uh you're some machine it was it was always going to happen <laughs> i'll come back anytime you need anytime 
Right. Let's let's make it a weekly Bruce and Lana. <laughs> Nay bother, just sign me up. <laughs> right, look after yourself. Go get some air hoik balls. <laughs> Likewise. See you later. You, you gotta love her. I don't know how we do it. Come on, team, let's get together and let's stick all the confidence we've got in her into her so that she can see it too. Uh, scoring tries in a World Cup, pals with the squad, uh, a mentor. There's no doubt that the future is very bright for Lana. She's experienced that and she's hungry for more and I can't wait to see what she gets up to. She is a class act. If you've enjoyed it, you can listen on Apple, Acast and Spotify. You can watch on Facebook and YouTube. Leave a review, tell your friends and there'll be a lot more to come. I've absolutely loved speaking to Lana. She is top drawer. Uh, my name is Bruce Aitchison from the Happinesses podcast and my happiness is egg-shaped. I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Hello, I'm Mayhem. Hello, I'm Chaos, and our happiness is egg-shaped. Happiness is egg-shaped, and love's a circle with no end. Love is a circle, and 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 love is a circle, happiness is egg-shaped, and love's a circle with no end. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 